spent our first segment of the show this morning, or this afternoon, I should say, talking about the big-time upset victory in Philadelphia over Villanova earlier this week. Joining us now on the phone is a man who was in Finneran Pavilion for that game. He covers the Marquette Golden Eagles closer and better than anybody for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He is Ben Steele. Ben, good afternoon. Thanks for taking the time, as always. Uh, first things first, take us take us inside Finner and Pavilion on, what was that, Tuesday night, Wednesday night of this week, because I tried in our first segment to paint the picture for fans of just how difficult it is for a yeah. road team to win there, yeah. but what was that environment like earlier this week? Yeah, you mentioned it. Marquette had never won there in that building, Villanova's uh, on-campus arena. They also play at Wells Fargo Center, but they play both of their games at, at their, it's like a 6,500-seat pavilion that they renovated a couple years ago. It's really nice, but it's tiny, and it gets really loud in there. Villanova obviously has been the class of the Big East the last decade. Always a good team, so it's probably one of the toughest environments in the nation to play in. Marquette never won there. Villanova had won 29 straight games, I think it was. They hadn't lost since 2018 there. A non-conference game against Furman, if you believe it or not. But uh, So it had been a while. And yeah, I was uh, going into the game. I was, I was expecting Mar- Marquette's been playing really well of late, obviously, but I didn't expect them to win that game. And in the second half, Villanova uh, put on a 9-0 run uh, in the middle of the second half, and that's when I thought it was going to spiral on. And that's what usually happens in yeah. the pavilion. You know, they hit them with a run, the crowd gets into it, and then he just gets snowed under. But Marquette called a timeout. Uh, they ran a great play. Greg Elliott got a three at the top of the key, and Marquette was right back in it. Hit a couple more threes, and 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 then defensively, um, just down the stretch, I think they got stops on 11 of Villanova's last 12 possessions, and that was the difference. Like I think Villanova only had three points in the last seven minutes, a three-point play by Gillespie. It was it was impressive. Yeah, and Ben, I'm glad you brought up Greg Elliott because he really seemed to be the calming presence in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like you just mentioned, they slipped down nine with about 11 minutes left. He's been that way not just this season uh, in this team that has 10 freshmen on it and three transfers. I think you need that steadying presence for sure from a senior player. But he's been that way for a while, hasn't he? Where he's just a guy that when he gets inserted into the game, he's an energy guy for sure. But he's also a calming presence for Shaka Smart. Yeah, he's a calming president. I mean, he's, he's been in college for five years. You know, he's been around. He's seen a little bit of everything. He's been injured. He's been on some good teams. He's been on some teams that struggled. He's seen pretty much everything in college basketball, so nothing really phases him. And, yeah, he's every time that Marquette kind of seems like it's struggling a little bit, the lineups that get him back in the games or kind of stabilizes him a little bit, they all include Greg Elliott. That, that was obvious against Villanova, and, Look at it, Greg's numbers are, are, are crazy. He's shooting 52% on threes this season, which is... Yeah. And, and a pretty good, decent clip, too. Like, he's not just a small amount of threes. Um, he's taken at least four a game, I think. So it's uh, pretty impressive what he's doing. Ben Steele of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel joins us here on Marquette College Game Day on 94.5 ESPN. Our show is presented by National Liquor Mart, Cousin Subs, and Marquette Athletics. And then, Ben, you know, down the stretch in that Villanova game, uh, the Marquette turned to the man that they want. And I say man. They turned to the man that they wanted to turn to. And you want a good team to turn to their star player. Justin Lewis was just phenomenal down the stretch. How have you seen his game evolve? Um, 
not even like last year to this year, but from the start of this season to the midpoint of the season, it feels like his game yeah. has evolved offensively in a big way. Yeah, you know, mostly last season as a freshman, he was really good. You could see the talent there. You could see the physical talent. But he did a lot of his damage mostly around the basket, off of rebounds, getting baskets off offensive rebounds. Uh, he's a good defensive player. But this year, you know, under Shaka Smart in his first season at Marquette, he's put Justin more he's, he's playing more on the perimeter than he ever has in his life really and so it took him a little while to adjust to it uh his shooting numbers from three were, were pretty bad early in the season but it, that's definitely picked upwards and i'm sure his confidence will only grow after hitting a winning three against villanova but he's just uh just a matchup problem for for college teams he's like six seven he's got long arms and you mentioned how strong he is and he could just he scored the last seven against Villanova. The first four came on, like, really nice, backing down, getting his way into the lane. He had one nice spin move to get to the basket. The other one, he kind of burrowed his way with his strength to get a layup. Yeah. So he kind of he can kind of kind of do both. He can shoot it a little bit, but he can also kind of back you down. And, and if he has that kind of mismatch, if he has a smaller guy on him, he can, he can make something happen. You know, Ben, it's really interesting as I take a look around college basketball in our state right now. You've obviously got Johnny Davis at Wisconsin. He's going to be probably a top 10 pick in the NBA draft mm-hmm. this summer. You've got yep. Patrick Baldwin Jr. playing just down the street from where, from where we're both sitting right now at Pfizer Forum. He's going to be a first-round draft pick uh, out of UW-Milwaukee, I would assume. What about Justin Lewis? I would be surprised if he didn't at least test the NBA draft waters after sure. this season. What do you think his his NBA prospects are, and when might those dreams come to fruition? Yeah, I think if he was smart, I think he would definitely test the waters, just get some feedback from NBA teams after the season. Like I mentioned, his, his physical profile is kind of what NBA teams are looking for. Like he's 6'7", he's got long arms, he's strong, he's a good rebounder. He's got good instincts uh, on the boards. Uh, I mentioned his shooting. is it's, it's not quite there yet. That's probably the biggest thing he has to work on, and he's doing that this year. So he could definitely improve a lot in that. But if you look at his, his shot, it's the form looks good. There's good rotation on the shot. Uh, just the numbers, the, the production hasn't followed yet. Um, but it certainly looks like it could get there. It seems like he's got pretty good touch. Um Defensively, I don't know if he's quite quick enough to guard like threes and fours at the NBA level. Now, that's like the hardest position to guard. So yeah. that's another thing you'll probably have to work on. Uh, but the, the physical tools are there. Maybe it might take him. He's still only 19 years old. That's another thing to, to keep in mind. So sticking around for another year of college probably would hurt him as much as like, you know, NBA teams would kind of look at him as still kind of a young guy after next season being like only 20 years old after next season so uh, it's interesting he, I, I think he'll definitely test the waters and, and get some feedback and see what people are saying and another thing I mean it's it's a different era now it'll be interesting to see how guys with the NIL money in college how much they weigh yeah. that against going pro and kind of you know going the G League route or if they want to come back to college and, and do that it's going to be interesting to see what people think 
All right, last thing for you, Ben. And Ben Steele of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel joins us here on Marquette College Game Day live from Fiserv Forum. Xavier Musketeers in town this afternoon. Marquette fell when these two teams played in Cincinnati just before Christmas. What, if anything, can we take away from that matchup on December the 18th? Because it feels like this is an entirely different Marquette team today. Yeah, I think... Marquette, as we talked about before, Marquette's definitely shooting a lot better than they were in, in mid-December when they played in, these teams played in Cincinnati. Uh, if you look back at the box score of that game, Marquette also fouled a lot in that game. I think uh, Xavier had at least two times, I don't have the box score in front of me, at least twice the amount of free throws in that game. So if they can clean up that on the defensive end. And Marquette, it's been a while since they played at home, and the students are back, so it's going to be a rocking environment yeah. here. So we'll see how uh, how the team responds. Hopefully the fans can blow off some steam after uh, an ugly night in the state of Wisconsin <laughs> last night. Have a little fun at Pfizer for them today. Read Ben's stuff. Always read it. Subscribe at the Milwaukee Journal, Sentinel, and JSOnline.com. Ben, thanks so much for the time. As always, talk to you soon, buddy. All right, man. Appreciate it. That is Ben Steele. Here on Marquette College Game Day, our show once again brought to you by Marquette Athletics, National Liquor Mart, and Cousin Subs.